Hello, welcome to Crypto Roundup Africa. Crypto Roundup Africa is a weekly recording session where we invite industry experts and speakers to discuss technical and fundamental trends, micro theses, and newsworthy events surrounding blockchain tech, cryptocurrencies, and digital assets. Welcome and thanks for joining us. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Crypto Roundup Africa. I hope you're all doing well and having a great week. The crypto market looks green again, and everyone is hopeful they're going to make it. Wag me, wag me. So today, we're excited to be talking to a team building an incredible solution within the blockchain ecosystem. We are joined by the Partnership and Marketing Director at Kurobi. This session is being hosted by Paul also. Hello, Paul. What's up? Hey, Groovy. How are you doing? Good evening, everyone. Hi, Suleiman. Anyway, guys, so today we're going to be talking with uh, the team from Kurobi. So first, let me usual disclaimers. Kurobi is one of those tokens I actually invested in. So so it doesn't feel like I'm shilling my bag. So let's just get that out of the way. And the usual disclaimers also, nothing said here constitutes financial advice. We're not financial advisors, nor hold requisite degrees or certifications to offer you financial advices. So with that being said, we can go on talking about everything else. So uh, just added... Uh, Another speaker was joining with Kurobi. So let's see if the network is better there. Hello? Hello? Can anyone hear me? Yeah, sure, sure. We can. So uh, my name is great, Groovy. Great, great, so great, great. this this is being co-hosted alongside Paul. So it's good to have you guys here. Awesome, awesome. My name is Onye. Uh, you can call me Pierre for short. I'm currently the CTO of Kurobi. Okay, great. Yeah, so for anyone who's heard us mention Kurobi a few times... Kurobi is a blockchain-powered platform that offers borderless opportunities for experts, coaches, mentors, influencers to make money for their time. So, will I be right if I say Kurobi is an expert-as-a-service platform? Um, would that be a good uh, a way, way to sum it up, like a marketplace for gig economy or something like that? Exactly. I mean, pretty much a marketplace for gig economy. Okay, perfect. So, let's just get started. What is Kurobi? Like, give us like an overview of Kurobi and the ecosystem. I mean, um, you actually hit the nail on the head. I mean, Kurobi is an expert platform. Uh, you can pretty much look at it that way. The name Kurobi itself stems from a, a, a black belt uh, in, in Japanese. So Kurobi, because one of our founders too is also in Japanese, uh, and then we just came up with the name Kurobi to mean an expert, someone who is skillful in um, a certain field, in something, you're a doctor, you're an artist. I mean, just being skillful, or just being an expert in something. I mean, that is what Kurobi Okay, yeah, great. I mean, that's a pretty uh, basic summary of it. So now, how does Kurobi work? And what's the whole idea and how is it being developed and implemented? So um, the, whole, I mean, the whole idea of Kurobi, how we started, um, basically, uh, we just started from, you know, doing one-to-one peer programming and then having to receive payment from PayPal, receive payment from, you know, from, from Stripe. I mean, it was pretty much a hassle because if you look at it, being an expert in programming and then having to, you know, jump platforms to just to get paid because you want to, you know, develop program and so on and all of that i mean if you if you look at the hustle it wasn't much of a unified or a simple experience because uh the challenge for us was you know paypal is not accepted in nigeria i want to charge someone if i'm going to teach the person you know uh how to how to do this or how to do that right i mean but 
in order to do that, you know, I found myself always needing the help of a friend to, okay, oh, you send the money to this person's account, you know, let the money get into my account, and all of that. So it was just all of a hassle, right? So it was just much of a seamless experience, especially for us in this part of for us in this part of the world in Africa. I mean, PayPal is not here, and then we needed a solution to make this simple, right? So we wanted to do something that would be easy for me to receive payments, you know, while I'm still able to offer this one-to-one service with my colleagues or my friends, um, wherever they are or wherever it is. Right? So that was how the idea of Kurobi came about. So we just decided to, okay, man, let's just whip up something. Yeah. And then we found Solana to be pretty much, uh, uh, we, I mean, anyway, we're researching different platforms on how we can you know, handle this whole payment barrier, how I can be here and be able, and be able to receive payment. So we found Solana to pretty much suit you know, our use case because you know if somebody wants to schedule a one-to-one call with me, and typically I would want to book an experience to complete in uh, a matter of you know, less than a minute, right? So so we started out with Ethereum. I figured out it wasn't the best experience for us because I want my clients to be able to, to, to book my time and I, I don't want them to pay almost uh, half, half of the fee um, that, they, that, that they would normally pay to book my service on, um, on, on gas fees and all of that. So pretty much that, that, that just cued the experience with, um, with uh, Ethereum. Then we decided to, okay, let's look into Solana and then BSC. Pretty much BSC was kind of like looking good for us, but you know, Solana was a new kid on the block and we decided to experiment with it. And then we went into the Solana season hackathon, right? Um, where we I mean, you see, the, the, the hackathon was was even, you know, the boost and the confidence that we could do this. And then that was like the perfect, uh, perfect, perfect opportunity for us to, you know, put this idea into reality and then kick it and then whip it out. So we went for the hackathon. We did this in about a few, uh, in about a few weeks. I mean, we got the basic experience of booking a one-to-one call and then being able to charge for that time using Solana. So we came up with our own tokens. We came up, we also added a few other tokens. Uh, we had the, uh, Kurobi, we had the USDC, USDT. So, so typically, if you're a creator and then you want to receive payment, and then you don't have the luxury, or you don't have, you're not in a place where it's easy to receive payment from PayPal or Stripe or any of those barriers, you can just do that easily with crypto. So, which was pretty much what we were trying to build. Right. So we did that during the Solana Hackathon, and then we became winners in uh, in the African region, and then we also won the King Prize. And then we said that, uh, I mean, I mean, we love the experience. We love, you know, the challenge. And then we, we, we believe that this is something that we can bring to Africa. You know, we here in Africa, somehow we are not opportune to some of the opportunities that creators out there in all the parts of the world are, 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 are exposed to. So, for example, you want to stream live, you want to stream live on Facebook live, you want to go live on uh, Instagram live, I mean, and then you want to monetize. And if you, if you find that if you are in this region, it's very difficult. There, there really isn't any opportunity for you to receive payment. I mean, this happened very well. I mean, easily um, in the West and all those parts of the world, but here in Africa, it's, it's, it's pretty much a challenge. I don't know if that has to do with uh, trust or uh, I don't know about we believe that, you know, uh, keying onto the streaming and building the streaming experience, we can expose Africa and African creators to a global world in which you know, they are not constrained by, you know, uh, by borders or whichever region and they can receive payments. That's it. Okay, great. Cool. So, I mean, you've, gave, you've given us like a whole idea of how everything started and what you actually, basically the product market fit and the problem you're trying to solve. And one of the things that I would actually want to, I want to talk about that I thought would go into later in the conversation you touched upon it and the question i would actually wanted to ask is 
why build on Solana, right? Because I'm a Solana guy. Like, I do a lot of my things on Solana. And I've always said Solana is not an ETH killer. Solana is just like the, the right place for DeFi. That I think a lot of DeFi protocols can build on because of how fast it is and also um, how cheap it is to make these transactions, right? But then we've seen Solana down like twice this year. And even the past week, confirmations have been slow. Transaction has filled a lot, a lot of time. So that was what begged the question: Why build on Solana? I mean, I mean, even before uh, you know Solana going being slow and all of that. I mean, Solana is still pretty much in beta, man. And, uh, and I, I believe that you know these are these are issues that could easily be fixed by Solana Dev Team. Or I mean, we don't see this as a showstopper for us, um, uh, regardless of regardless of that. Uh, we still remain focused, and we still believe in Solana, and especially the team. And the, 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 I mean, we are we are we are fully keen on Solana. And back to the reason why Solana. I mean, if you if you if you look at it, um, you can relate it to I mean, our, the experience that we want for our users. Right? We want an experience that is that is uh, competitive to when you are paying with Visa or when you are paying with Mastercard. I mean, when you want to book someone's time, right? Because time is sensitive, right? And it's very competitive in the space that we operate. Uh, I mean, I have um, I have a schedule on Monday. I'm available. Um, 2 p.m. and I'm also available 3 p.m. Right? I mean, there are many people trying to book 2 p.m. Right? And then one person will not spend an hour or, or 10 to 20 minutes trying to book, trying to confirm because you are using, you know, uh, uh, Ethereum. And then if I am charging someone ten dollars for my time, or maybe fifty dollars for my time. You wouldn't expect the person to pay, you know, a half of that or even more than that in transaction fees. Uh, I don't know if you get if you, if you get me. So realistically speaking, for the experience that we wanted, right, Solana fitted quite accurately, right? Low transaction fees, fast confirmation times. So these are the things that we wanted. More in particular, we want people to be able to, you know, book and pay right, and go through this experience in about a minute or less. Okay, uh, I think that that's great. I mean, I understand what, why build on Solana, right? I was just looking at the, the broad pro, uh, problems, even though I'm a Solana guy, but at the same time, we just have to challenge our biases sometimes. And yeah, so Solana is well fitted when it comes down to because one of the recent um, problems a lot of people have been having with a particular network is the fact that the gas fees are so pretty high that it's like 300% the amount you're trying to transact. So how can we really bring about crypto adoption if gas fees pricing people out of out of being able to 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 join? I mean, yeah, look at it pretty much. Yeah, so so you you made you made a case for why Kurobi is best placed to solve some of these problems, especially considering that people can't really effectively use PayPal or Stripe in, in Africa. So these are basic transactional gaps that you think Kurobi can fix through your services. But then now, as an expert as a service um, platform, what type of users or creators do you envision will be using your services? Like. Can a makeup artist use your service, for example? Or what type of users are you trying to onboard? I mean, uh, I mean, if 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 a makeup artist pretty much fits what we are trying to do. So typically today, uh, you find makeup artists on platforms like Facebook Live. You find them on TikTok. You know, doing their thing and, and, and all of that, right? Uh, and as a makeup artist, sometimes you are skillful in, 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 in fact, you are a creator because you are skillful in the art of, you know, of, of makeup and creativity and whatever it is, right? And, you know, you find that, especially here in this region, 
right? I have interacted with people who do makeup. Right? Some of them have classes on WhatsApp, you know. I mean, I mean, what they do, typically, you know, they just share videos to people and they manually resolve payments. Some, some of these classes are even paid, right? So, so how they handle payment is a little bit manual, right? And the experience is not so great. So they just drop videos on WhatsApp and all that. And there are many people like that doing that. And, and the way they receive payment, especially here in Nigeria, I mean, because the audience here, are, are typically Nigeria, you know, they do bank transfers and all of that. So, so we are creating a platform that would suit makeup artists because now as a makeup artist, right, you get the opportunity to teach one-on-one if you want to teach, right? You get the opportunity to even charge, to recharge for your time. And so people can pay you to lend that app that you have, right? And, yes. and we are also expanding to one-to-many live streams, which means that you could typically have like a makeup masterclass on Kurobi where you have, you know, a lot of people who, who, who are paying or buying your tickets for our buying tickets for your time or buying tickets for your class, right? So being a makeup artist, being uh, uh, not only a makeup artist, even if you are a doctor, uh, 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 we are a platform for telemedicine. So there are a lot of doctors, especially these days that people are scared to go to the hospitals while COVID and all of that. Right? And then doctors tend to render these services. And some of them, especially here, what they do, they just do it, um, they do it on Zoom, you know, and then, you know, they, 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 you have to consult with the hospital uh, to book an appointment and they send you a Zoom link. Uh, you have to have paid. I mean, it's just, it's just cumbersome and it's not seamless. Right? And then these are kind of the problems that Scroby is very well positioned to solve, right? And then even beyond, you know, being a doctor, being a makeup artist, if you are a musician right, and you want to host a concert and this is something that, you know, you don't want to do out there, um, okay, again, because of COVID or whatever, you can have virtual concerts on, on, on Kurobi, right? You can charge tickets for your time or, or, or for your events. And these tickets could even be NFTs, right? And then anyone who holds your NFT is eligible to join your, your virtual event, right? So the use cases to what you can do and what you can do on Kurobi is endless. I mean, just, just, just to think of it. Okay, th- that's great. I, I think it's a good way of like s- summarizing the whole ecosystem and the value it, it brings to, to making life easier for a lot of people and especially for creators of different um, level or experience or different sectors. But then, um, I mean, for example, we're trying to onboard people, maybe a plumber, maybe um, a makeup artist, a doctor, a lawyer, anybody who needs consultation and conversation with an expert, right? So for a lot of people, I mean, we're talking about crypto here and blockchain technology. So that might sound like, oh, it requires some level of technicality and all of that. How can the average person who's not crypto native get started with interacting with your platform? Like, is there a mobile application or what do you need to get started? Great. I mean, speaking of product, right? uh, I mean, one of the first things that we set out to achieve is we understand, I mean, if you look at our white paper, you would see our pitch deck. One of the most important things that we are trying to drive is driving crypto mainstream, right? We understand this problem. We understand that there are many people who do not understand how to use crypto, which is why, right, we have focused on, you know, building a seamless experience. Now, to use our platform, right, you don't necessarily need to have an external wallet. I mean, telling someone, oh, to join Kurobi, you have to have a phantom wallet, you have to have a, a, a solid wallet or whatever. So we understood this constraint or these barriers. And then we were able to build in place our own wallets, right? And also, we have partnered with services like Transact, Transact is the Fiat on Ramp, 
And what they do, they make it easy for people to buy crypto, you know, to buy crypto with, with card or things that they are very familiar with, right? So this way, adding this to Ruby, we have so much made it easy for people or just about anyone to get started with with, uh, with crypto. And we understand that we are not there yet, right? I mean, especially here, we are not there yet. So we are still working with a lot of local partners and not just local partners. Uh, 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 we have also partnered with other international partners such that, right? So beyond crypto and for those that are not are not so conver- uh, conversant with crypto, we also have the fiat side of things where users can also pay with cash and then grab Gradually, we introduce them to things like to, to crypto through rewards, through rewards. People, you know, when you book a time with someone, you get to earn a reward in crypto, and then you would know that oh, I do have something of value. Right? I can also use this token at the end, right, to make payment or accredit, and then it grows, it, it grows in value. So this way, and through this gradual adoption, we are able to bring a lot of people who are not so who are not so uh, uh, into crypto, right, into crypto gradually. Yeah, great. Um, thanks, thanks for that um explanation. Um, I like that you 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 have your custodial wallet. I mean, I was I was thinking how how people are going to interact with different wallets, but the idea of building your own wallet was just um solid. Um, I have I have a question. My question is, why are you building this on a blockchain? Um, I mean, why do you think this idea is best suited for blockchain technology? I just want to hear your thoughts on that. I mean, I mean. I mean, for, for us, like I said, one of the problems that we're trying to solve is to build a global payment solution. Right? Being able to receive payments and monetize and end money regardless of borders. Right? We have realized that, especially me, I mean, from my own personal experience, the barriers to receiving payment, especially as a creator or as someone who is skillful in something and who decides in this part of the world, right? it's not so easy and it's not so convenient. Now, relying on blockchain technology, you would you would quickly understand the benefits of of, of global global payments, right? Mm. I mean, it's easy to receive payments in a particular in USDC or in something, you know. You know, I mean, where PayPal feels me, where uh, um, where Stripe feels me. I mean, I can. I am not so. I'm not so left out of the world, right? I can with blockchain. So, which is one of the fundamental things that we decided to do. That we have to have a solution where people can receive payments through the blockchain, right? And then on top of this, we would support other payments, so we can have like a truly global solution, such that regardless of where you are in which part of the world you can monetize your time. Yeah, I think that's a great response. I mean, every time I've had the chance to to speak with uh, builders within the space, especially within Africa, right? One of the major uh, questions or the most important question I always ask is on-ramps and off-ramps, right? Because if you want to get a lot of adoption, you have to make it very easy for people to come in and get out. And especially in an emerging market, right, yeah. where people's access to, to on-ramp and off-ramp is very important. And currently, it's one of the huge problems I think is affecting adoption because you have to convert the Naira to USDT then before you now transfer to maybe the exchanges or the custodial wallets or non-custodial wallets. And the fact that you already have, like, a partner to, to process the on-ramp and off-ramps 
in itself, I think it's just like a huge credit to breaking that barrier of entry. I mean, we recognize this issue and that's why we started out with Trust That. And then we are also going to continue to integrate with more fiat on ramp services right, so that it's very easy. Now, and then if you recognize in this space or in this, in this part of the world, you know, having access, getting access to crypto is not so easy. Uh, more so because, you know, the banks are not pretty much in favor of it and um, you have to rely on P2P services just so that you can get access to crypto and all of that, right? So, which is why in our roadmap, especially for next year, right, we are building a P2P fiat ramp. I mean, this way, you you can easily, you know, you can easily get access to crypto right on our platform without having to step into all the platforms, right? Now, the thing is, okay, as based off of the white paper, right? A lot of, because I read the whole thing and I saw that you are more concentrated in emerging markets like in Asia or in Africa where there are basically inefficiencies in the market, right? For, or maybe for example, export and service or, or like a gig economy. Basically, gig economies, there is a huge inefficiency there in Africa and in Asia. So why, what else makes you think like there, these, there is a put up market fee compared to like globally that this product platform is developing in Africa, for example, or, Asia, or more focused on Asia and Africa? I mean, uh, uh, in, in the West, uh, there are pretty much platforms that you can that you can do this. Perhaps not in the experience that we want, though, right? because we are focused more on experiences. Right? So, so, so Africa and Asia, I mean, especially Africa, remains on top. And we have one of the rising, uh, uh, the creators in Africa are on the rise. I mean, if you look at uh, Stripe's uh, 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 report on the Creator economy, we would see that Africa is coming, uh, is coming toward Middle East and Africa, just after North America. So, so you have America, South America, and then you have Africa. So we are uh, around 11 percent on that. Uh, on that. So there's yearning for for services like this here in Africa, and that I mean it speaks for itself because when you when you when you go to um, platforms like Facebook, platforms like Instagram, and then you see people, especially makeup artists, uh, people who are doing businesses and all of that, when you go live, you know, they, 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 some, some of the people want to sell digital product, they want to sell, uh, uh, they want to even charge people for classes and stuff like that. You would see that you know they can't do pretty much that on platforms like like Facebook Live. I, I, I mean, if you are in America, you, know, you can easily do that and, and, and get paid, right? But it's pretty much difficult here, right? So, which is one of the reasons why we recognize that you know even me as a creator, because even me, I know and I understand the challenges that I did face when I was trying to pair program and do all of that. So I can really see that there is a yearning for a product like this. People, I mean, the the, the market is. Is just about ripe, you know. We just need to have people, you know, building, uh, building for this market, uh, uh, creating things for this market, that are tools for this market that people can use. Uh, right. So right now in Africa, I mean, the, the, the key things that are booming, right, is uh, uh, you have fintech, and then you have people who are using uh, tools like Facebook Live and uh, and Zoom in a very inefficient way, and then because we have seen this, and then we have realized how how. how how much of a need that our service is is needed. So we believe that here, uh, for us, I mean, 
starting pretty much here, you know, is a good start for us. Okay, great. I mean, I think that that, that makes sense as a product market fit. Now, we've talked about these different professionals that can use this, um, these services and how people can use it for like maybe for Instagram Live or concerts or performance and things like that. So ideally, can you walk us through how someone like WizKid or Burner Boy or Davido can use this platform to host a concert and how fans can join? And also, how many fans can actually join on one live performance? Like, what's the max before so that it doesn't ha- affect the network or things like that? So, 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 uh, firstly, you know, we have one to one and then we have one to many. One to many is when you want to do like a concert, when you want to do like a fundraising event, uh, uh, when you want to do live shopping uh, events, experiences. So, for, a, for an artist like Davido, uh, with such a very busy schedule, you know, Davido can decide to create a call link now, which is where he can set his availability, maybe just to talk to his fans and then uh, have one-on-one chat with his fans. So, so as a fan, and then Davido drops his call link on Instagram or, 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 or Twitter, and then people follow that link, and they are able to book, uh, find a convenient time, I mean, that works for them and also works for Davido. Uh, being a Davido, I don't know, he may want to charge for his time so he could perhaps charge more with Davido or more but he's Davido so he can do that uh, so so yes and then I as a fan I want to interact with Davido so I follow his link I book a specific time and then I pay him I pay him in USDC I pay him in Cool, I pay him in, in, in King or watch a view. So yes, and then I get to have this conversation with you. So it's a it's a one to one experience between me and David. So that is just for one to one. Now when we move over to live streaming or hosting a, a virtual concert. So as a David Doe, right? You want to broadcast. I mean, you want you, you, you want to you want to host the concert. So you can do it even if it's uh, it could be limited, right? Um, maybe uh, you can set the limits to perhaps uh, a thousand, ten thousand. For us as a platform. We are we are scalable, and then we can grow to uh, we can scale to a million live viewers uh, uh, instantly. So that's how we have been able to architecture our, our tech, so that uh, for a superstar like David Do, who has an incredible large amount of following, and uh, so when people are joining his event or his concert, you know they could just exceed uh, they could just exceed some of the very popular limits, like a thousand that exist on Zoom or other platforms. <laughs> This can grow to um, this can grow to a hundred thousand and even a million people tuning in live to to watch Davido. But also, Davido can also make his live stream limited, so he can decide that okay, I want ten thousand viewers. So this is this is what you set when you're trying to configure uh, your your live stream. You can set the, the 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 number of viewers that you expect, and then you can decide to set the ticket price that they pay. And meet this on uh, meet this on the, on the blockchain. So that is what we call uh, uh, NFT time pass. So NFT time pass are our ticketing solution, right? That leverages uh, uh, NFT. So what this what this does is that if you if you own a particular NFT, right, it gives you access to an event or it gives you access to a time with someone. So for David o, who has created um, a live stream limited to 10,000 people, which means there will be 10,000, you know, 10,000 NFTs for his event. So I could go 
I could go follow his link and print or mint this NFT and then I own it. And once I do that, you know, I can then join his live stream at a particular time, right? So access to this live stream, access to watch and view his stream is limited by, you know, the number of viewers and also by your ownership of um, of his NFT. Okay, great. I think you've been able to explain how the NFT time pass works because it's it's one of those things I've been thinking like, how, how does this part of this, the white paper fit into the whole objective because i think it's something that's still under development if i'm if i'm correct right yes yes we are currently building the nft time pass uh so this feature is one of our flagship feature because um we are keen into the nft experience because uh, we see that this there is a cultural fit with uh, with nfts and being an artist or someone that you know you know someone that has a large following or you know uh, you being able to sell nfts to your fans uh, gives them you know some some culture uh, i mean they are able to have something that you know that that, that they own that belongs to you and with these, they get access to things. I mean, this pretty much fits with, you know, I mean, our drive towards you know, the creator economy in terms of, you know, a cult from, from a cultural perspective, blending people with culture and NFTs in their own way, you know, unlocks certain experiences that even now we can't even imagine. I mean, this is a big brands taking up NFTs, Adidas, uh, and, and, and likes. And, and we believe that be, uh, being an artist and being able to sell tickets in NFTs creates and unlocks a new dimension of creativity that has not yet been known. Okay, great. Yeah, thanks for that, for, for the clarification. So for anyone who's just joining us, we are speaking with Pierre, who's the CTO of Kurobi. Kurobi is a blockchain power platform that offers borderless opportunities for experts, coaches, mentors, influencers to make money for their time. Basically, people pay you for, for offering them their time, maybe to coach them or anything. So if you have some special skills or certifications and you have clients out there, you may try using the platform to see how it works so you can get paid for your time. So with that being said, I want to move forward with the conversation. So now, I mean, how do you intend to scale these solutions in the coming years? Where do you envision Kurobi adoption rate being, like amongst um, the different people who need to use these services, creators and experts and everything? I mean, where would you envision Kurobi being in three to five years? So, so our, our long-term vision is that we want to be the preferred platform for people to stream. I mean, people to stream various experiences now. I mean, and then giving all, giving them, you know, also the opportunity for them to end not only in fiat, but also end in crypto. Now, in five years' time, right, we are looking at ourselves as being not only one of the global leaders in, 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 in streaming, but in driving mainstream adoption of crypto rooted from Africa to Asia and beyond. Okay, great. Yeah, that's a nice one. I mean, nobody really knows what the future holds, right? We're just more kind of optimistic and hoping everything scales. So for anyone who may have questions to ask, so you can just request uh, to join the conversation and ask directly to to the founder of the project so you can know what. So now, um, when I brought this uh, token which is Kuro, right? I bought on radio because I've never used Orca, so I don't know how Orca works. What are your outlooks on more centralized exchange listings in the nearest future? Like, so that I can become more accessible 
and available for all, for people who may want to buy it without going on a dex. Great, great, great. Um, my partnership director is here, Simon. Uh, I think he would speak more on partnership sex and dexes. Um, thank you, Pierre. Hi, Suleiman. Um, yes. Um, I think in terms of um, in terms of sex listing, and because we've actually said it with um, a, a number of um dex um listing, we listed on um Radium, Orca, um Aldrin, Dex Lab, and Step Finance. So um, for sex listing, we are very much um in top gear to actually have that in place uh, by first um quarter next year to create um create that um to create more volume and accessibility to the cool token for us. So we are pretty much looking at um, Q1 2022 for that. And of course, we are listing on um, a couple of um, great exchanges in uh, in Q1 um, 2022. Okay, I mean, that, that's great. I mean, obviously, if you look at the way the crypto market is, is structured, right, a lot of people would rather see um ascribe um out they will ascribe more value and validation to tokens listed on centralized exchanges than than dexes right i mean that's how i think people will see it. but the fact that you're on radium is enough reason for me to, that convinces me to like okay let me punt like a few cash on, on the project so good to know like there is more things coming up with exchange listings in the future so so that's good progress yes yes Thank you. Yeah. Now let me let me go back to pair on this. Like going through the the tokenomics, right, of the white paper. I saw that that you guys, um, the team only has eight percent um, of the total supply allocated to the team, which to me is very strange in, in crypto, right? Because usually it's like 15, 20, 20 percent of the tokens go to the team. Now it's like. Why so small? What is it? Is it that you're not? What is it actually? Why 8%? Because I can pull up 100 white papers and the team definitely have more than 8% of, of tokens allocated to them. I mean, as a team, uh, we are you know pretty much focused on uh, building the product. Uh, less much about, you know, you know keeping or accruing tokens. We believe that uh, most of the tokens, or the, I mean, the greater part of the tokens, should be allocated to you know, growing the ecosystem. You know, uh, you know, because we are pretty much all about uh, crypto adoption, driving crypto mainstream, and the, the, so, so the bulk of the tokens should be towards the ecosystem, towards making sure that people, are, I, mean, I mean, people are, are able to understand crypto, people are able to use our platform, and, and that is why you know we have most of our tokens you know, in in. in in the ecosystem because we believe that we are going to build our ecosystem here in Africa down to Asia and then most of this I, I, I mean these tokens should be there to drive you know to drive this growth uh, in this region and that is why the bulk of our token is, is, is up for the ecosystem and for us as a team right our focus is more about building this product and getting this product out and less about less about accruing tokens and if you look at our business model right we tend to we tend to charge, you know, I mean, because we are platform, right? And when people pay, for example, when people pay, you know, we take a small token uh, as, as, as fees for using as platform fees. And part of those platform fees, you know, goes to the team, or uh, goes to the team, goes to uh, uh, um, stakers of cool and all of that, right? And then goes back to running the platform. So, you know, because of this model, we don't believe that, you know, as a team, we should have the bulk of the tokens or we should have so much tokens allocated to us. Our work pretty much is all about building this platform and making sure that we can drive a lot of people to use this platform so that, you know, 
the token eventually get more valuable and get more much use in the ecosystem. Okay, that that's outstanding. I mean, when, when we look at crypto nowadays, right? A lot of people use um ecosystem development funds to like bootstrap development and growth. It's it's been in practice, especially the past few months, with with AVAX, with Binance matching like one billion dollar ecosystem development. Also with Phantom, so allocating like huge chunk of of the to- of of your of your tokens to bootstrapping and developing your ecosystem in itself is a very strong argument for for how. I think the team wants this to be a successful protocol that is built on the on blockchain. So I think that's great. That's great. Okay. I mean, I mean, we, we don't see any reason why. I mean, honestly, the same reason why we have to have the bulk of the tokens. I mean, this belongs to the ecosystem. This belongs to uh, uh, the, 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 the several partnerships that we're working on. We want to be listed on several circuits. We are talking to different circuits uh, at the moment, right? And then we are we are we are, we are also in contract with a whole with, with so many of them. And you know, we can this, you know, constant case that has to be set aside for uh, for all these things, for marketing, for interacting with creators and all this. So. That is where the bulk of the token should be, unless we the Yeah, solid one, solid. That, that's great. Now, um, I was I was thinking of uh, what was I thinking about? Okay, yeah. So, what specific stage of the roadmap are you at? Like, is the app already like in public beta or still in private beta? Or what what stage is it? I mean, we we have an app in public beta. We have it on beta the web. I mean, anybody can go experience it right now. Um, I think Suleiman would share the link. We also have it on uh, Google Play and uh, and uh, uh, test flight on iOS uh, in, in public testing. So um, part of our roadmap, we are pretty much at the at the, the later stage of Q uh, of Q4 this year. Uh, I mean, Q4 is almost up. And we are focused more on rounding our financial partnerships. And I mean, because uh, we deal with, uh, with with money, and then we have the fiat integration, all of that. So we are closing in on wrapping this partnership with uh, some of our fiat partners, uh, some of our yeah, fiat partners, right? And then we are also closing in on the discover page because uh, most of the feedback that we have received, especially by engaging with people who have um, who have tested this platform, is that oh, they want to see uh, product discovery, they want to be able to see uh, uh, see or expertise, see live event, they want to see, we see what's going on. But this is what our team is is aggressively working on uh, with the goal to roll out towards the end of the year. Towards the end of the year, yeah. Great, great. Uh, Emeka has joined us. Emeka, you have a question for the team. I mean, you're also building the space anyway, so is there anything you want to ask? Yeah, hello. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay, yeah. I just joined. Um, I've been struggling with network for a bit. So um, just go ahead, Groovy. Um, I'll get to the reading, and um, I'll definitely have some questions for Sula much later. Okay, great. So if anyone has a question to ask, please uh, just signify, and I'll see you, Mike. Then I saw within the, the roadmap that there is um, airdrop. Like, have you done the airdrop, or I'll just ask, when airdrop? Because people in crypto oh. love airdrops. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 you know, because uh, we did an airdrop. Uh, I mean, the airdrop was specifically uh, for voters, people that voted for us during the Solana season hackathon because we promised that we're going to do an airdrop and then we have to fulfill on that promise. So we have done the airdrop and we have distributed the tokens. And at the moment, we don't have any airdrop that is coming up. 
Uh, I don't know, Suleiman, is there, is, there, is there any? No, no, actually, we don't have um, any um, um, airdrop coming up, but we have um, a lot of programs that are, that are um, in play. We have the Kurobi um, Educate and End program. We have the, the, the Ambassador program to coming up pretty much later, um, beginning of the year. Um, but aside that, no, um, we are not doing any airdrops, not any, any. So how would, how would those programs work? Like, um, refer and earn or educate and earn an ambassador program. How, how do you think it will work? Like, can you just give us an what? overview of that? Like, so if anyone yes. who is interested in like being part of like a, a community member, how they can, yes. can use that? Yeah. Now, now, now the, the, the ambassador program is, um, is a program we are carefully curating to actually find people that are enthusiastic and um, keen about Kurobi that are really readily um, available and uh, w- want to educate more people on how to use Kurobi and why they need to monetize their time. So in that um, in that program, we will have um, um, some um, criteria that people can actually see if they fit in and apply for it. And in that process, they are able to earn some Kuro allocations to themselves and they are able to onboard them um, um, more users to the platform so it's um it's a uh, it's a program that allows us to actually onboard more users to the platform and allow more people to earn our token just by educating other people who are not very conversant with um with um or the platform and it's our greatest vision to actually see that we drive that massive um adoption of um of um DeFi protocols most especially in in nigeria and africa as a as a, as a, as a whole so to do that we have to actually um, um outsource a lot of um this this things to actually have more people coming in um on board so people are able to earn just by educating people about kurobi and we have um we have um a, a shut up version of that currently live the ambassador program is coming q1 2022 the referral programs are coming up as soon as so yes okay great yeah thanks Solomon, for that uh we got a question from colo kenneth so he just joined i've added him as a speaker so kenneth can you ask your question please um so my, my i have a, a couple of questions um and the first one would be about your team i see that it's a good mix of nigerians and, and japanese I, i'd like to know um what what, what brought up the idea of, of that mix is it a technological um advancement um is it that you were friends in school or you met at a business summit or because of their technical expertise that you need on your team. The other is that I, I like that you're building on Solana, um, which 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 works on proof of stake. Um, but I would, I would like to know if if you're going to be integrating um, DeFi onto on, onto your system. Wow. So I, I, I would like to know if 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 you're going to be building um, DeFi into um, your system, um, just so it encourages people to stay more beyond the content development and the entertainment side of it. Um, and thirdly, um, I'd like to know uh, what your plans are for the future. Um, and, and in this direction, I'm, I'm looking at stuff around um, social responsibility. Um, if you have any programs for tech development um, for young kids in Nigeria or northern Nigeria or Africa, they're about um, to introduce them to crypto, to introduce them tech, um, so they can they can they can dream of the future. That they can build themselves. Thank you. Okay, great. Uh, I think I will take the first two, and then Simon will talk about the last one. 
Now, for the first one, we are an international team, right? Uh, some of us, we go way back um, from high school. And, uh, you know, uh, and especially, um, uh, you know, we have met each other. I mean, we got to know most of ourselves uh, earlier on, since uh, last year. So um, not only uh, just being friends, I mean, we all share the same vision, the same problem, right? And then we all believe that this is something that, uh, this is something that, you know, affects not only in Africa, uh, also in Asia. And that is why we, you know, we are more of a diversified team, uh, um, consisting of uh, uh, Asians and then um, African, right? Now, secondly, about DeFi, yeah, I mean, if you look at our platform, or if you go through our platform right now, um, you, we have an embedded wallet. Even on top of that, even if you don't use our wallet, we also, because we're always trying to make things simple. I mean, we don't want our user jumping from A to Z, Z to whatever, right? We also have, you know, we also have a means in which you can swap. I mean, you can swap from crude to USDC. You can swap from uh, USDC to King. You can swap from salt to USDC and all of that, right? So we are on the DeFi track, right? And because we also know that, you know, as creators come on board and begin to use our platform, you know, there, there, will, also be, there will also be a need for them to get exposed to other means of, you know, uh, uh, of generating wealth or, or, or growing, you know, their earnings and all of that. So we believe that, you know, come 2022, I mean, a lot, a lot of uh, DeFi protocols definitely exist on Solana, uh, especially uh, Solend, uh, we're looking at for, for, for lending where, uh, where creators can begin to offer uh, 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 some of their, uh, can, can begin to lend some of their tokens and then, you know, end returns. Uh, as a result of that, I mean, these are things that we are working to work into in the long term, right? So for now, we have just pretty much started. We've been able to swap on the app, I mean, without having to, you know, leave the Kroki app to go somewhere else, right? And then we are going to expand into more, more or other protocols or other blockchain platforms as we see the need. So uh, about uh, uh, social responsibility, um, I mean, this this is this is more about. Uh, uh, ecosystem uh, development and all of that. So I'll just leave that to Suleiman to, to handle. Yeah. Um. Thank you, Pierre. Um. Um. In terms of that, we uh we've um set um a clear a clear mission for ourselves and in 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 a, in a, in a, in a bit actually do that. We started with uh, we just um sponsored um one of the uh, the biggest um crypto um event in Africa organized by um Technext. Um. As part of that, we've um we've been actually trying to see how we can help um, organizations and um, buddies that are trying to see the educate people and try to do things at grassroots um, level for, for people who are not into the crypto um, um, society. Um, for a, a very um, clear example is um, the, CRA, the CRA Foundation, which we We've seen the good work being done here, and excited. This is a place we can actually give um, a lot of what we what we feel should be given back to the society and um, beyond the the crypto native um, society. So we are doing very much um, um, in terms of that and pioneering that um, making um, um, crypto adoption in Africa um, um, a success. Yeah, thank you very much for that. I mean, just to add to what um, Suleiman was saying, uh, we got 
a very handsome donation from from the Kuril team towards the CRA Foundation. The Crypto Round of Africa Foundation basically provides um, money for out-of-school children or children from underprivileged um, homes to be able to pay their tuition fee. So in January, we'll be paying no tuition fee for students who their parents cannot afford to pay their, their school fees or their tuition fee. So we got donations from, from Kuro as regards this. So that's also one of the ways in which they are doing CSR. So we want to say thank you very much to the Kuro team for that donation. And I definitely know it will go a long way to spreading a message about blockchain technology and the good that we can actually do together in the society through blockchain technology. So thank you to the team for, for that donation. It's just groovy. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's things we need to actually do. It, um, there We have to give our quota regardless of um, what um, what's happening. And beyond uh, beyond doing that, sparking up conversations that will lead to, because we are in, um, uh, so to say, an unfriendly territory regarding um, adoption of crypto. We find out that uh, Gen Z and, uh, of course, the other generation are not in par with what is happening in terms of crypto and um, the, 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 the um, crypto reality. We, it's, uh, it's a known fact that crypto is the future. So it's, it's time we actually start sparking up conversations about what should be done, how it should be, and why people should be in this things. And it's one of the reasons why we decided it's a very good thing. We become a part of the conversations of accepting and allowing crypto to actually be what it is and be what it's set out to be. So thank you, Guvi, and thank you for what you guys are actually doing too. Yeah, thank you very much, man. I mean, I agree with you that it's, it's crypto is the future. I definitely agree. It changes everything, man. And I think also we try to, to frame it as more like a Gen Z and millennial kind of thing. But if you look at it, you also in Nigeria, like a lot of Nigerian politicians actually have crypto exposure, even though the central bank is pretty hawkish on crypto adoption. But even the, the politicians and these administrators themselves, they are hedging their bets with crypto. So it's just in itself more like a very hypocritical uh, stance that they're really taking. But I, I totally, I totally agree. It's, um, it's, it's it's one thing to to realize something and it's another thing to be hypocritical about it and if we keep on whining about those things we might end up not actually um, deriving what we, the value we're supposed to drive from it but it's a good thing the youths are taking the bull by the horn and doing those things it's um it's uh, look at, looking at the the post office it's actually there but it's redundant today not the fact that it's it's um it's phased out the same thing will happen to to banking and it's what crypto is doing banks will be there but there will be that redundancy but we can't face that out so it's I think it's high time people accept that um, reality and embrace the future and in Kurubi this is what we are trying to uh, bring to the palms of Nigerians so yeah yeah that, that, that's very good that's a good summary so for anyone who's just joining us uh, we've been chatting with the team from Kurobi. so Kurobi. It's a blockchain power platform that offers borderless opportunities for experts, coaches, mentors, influencers to make money for their time. So we've talked about the value proposition, the major problems they're trying to solve, the inefficiencies basically in the economy, in emerging markets. We've talked about how they solve that 
how they can use DeFi through on-ramps and off-ramps with their partners to be able to, to make things more efficient and all of that. So if you missed any part of these conversations, it will be available on streaming services by Saturday, by Saturday morning. So you can listen back to everything, the, found, the CTO, the founder, and, and also uh, Suleiman, who's their partnership and marketing director, has said, so you can have a sense of what this whole conversation has been about. But without wasting much time and taking everybody's time, I'd like to ask um, Pear a last question. Like, what are your final thoughts on, on everything we've discussed tonight? And what, what message would you want the listeners to take out of, out of our conversation about Kurobi and the value proposition of, of the gig economy you're trying to solve the inefficiencies? So, so uh, I mean, Africa is right for the gig economy, right? And then we are here to put Africa at the forefront. Uh, we are there to elevate our creators and to, for, for, we are there to put them in a position of wealth, to put them in a position where they are globally recognized and not just locally recognized. So, which is why we at Kurobi, we have pretty much set out to build you know, this, this, this creator platform for Africans and beyond. So pretty much this is for all of us. And um, be together, we put hands and then walk towards growing crypto adoption in Africa. And we pray and we hope that, you know, sooner or later, that, you know, Africa would be a much more friendly space to crypto uh, than what we have currently. Um, so, so, sorry to also cut in again. Um, just before you leave, I just want to ask a quick question and probably put you on the spot as well. So um, just just to ask a question, if 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 your team is fully bootstrapped, if you've got um, seed funding programs to build um, up to where you are at the moment and even for the future, um, I took, took a look at a white paper, a brilliant... Um, Oh, because um, assuming um, another crypto winter comes upon us by the end of the year or into early next year, how would you continue to stay in business? How would you continue to run? How would you continue to um, interact with the community and build an even stronger one, um, regardless of a crypto winter, if it were to come upon us? I mean, regardless of crypto winter or crypto summer, uh, when we started out initially, we didn't have funding. Uh, this... This is a project that we set up as a team. Uh, first of all, because we do know each other, right? we set up as a team because we believe in what we are doing. Uh, so whether there's funding or there is no funding, uh, I think you know having the core belief in the product and having the team with the right mindset and working towards a common goal, right? I mean, come winter or come crypto summer, I mean, we will still persist, uh, persevere, and then we will still achieve what we have set out to achieve because we have already started out with this. And um, regarding whether we have raised funding, I mean, we did we, we did a public sale earlier on in, um, in, in September, right? So, I mean, we do have some funding that is most likely going to carry us through from now through to next year and um, uh, pretty much before we launch. And I think we are, we are, we are very much suited, you know, to, 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 to resist the winter or the summer of, of, of crypto. Nice, nice. It seems that Emeka has a question. So, before we leave, Emeka? So now, uh, there's one peculiar problem we all have in Nigeria, and uh, it's also affected I as a founder in the same space, and it's as regards on off-ramp. So I don't know if Groovy had asked this question earlier when I hadn't joined. So I was trying to find out, okay, you're trying to really reach out to, you know, uh, the population that's... Uh, 
going to be potential users in Nigeria. So how are you going to ensure that the on and off ramp aspect of it is as seamless as possible? We've covered that. You know, I would always ask everyone building in the space how to bridge the on ramps and off ramps. Like we spoke with, with Yele Badamosi last night and it was the same question I asked him. Like there's no way you can onboard new users without on ramps and off ramps. Like it's gotten difficult this year. It was way easier. Like last year when I wanted to fund Binance, I could easily just do it through Flutter Wave and all of that. But this year has gotten really difficult. So I always ask that question at any chance or opportunity I get. And I think Oye has answered it. If he wants to answer it once again, he can do it. Okay, fine. I mean, I mean, we all understand this problem, especially here in this um, in this region. And and what what our stance has been would be to build, you know, to build the tools that as much as possible, right, will enable people, especially from here, to be able to get on our platform. So, I mean, we are not very keen on our users going to oh, Binance and Binance P two P and all of that, and they come back to our platform. We don't like that experience really, which is why we have set out we have set out to build a P2P on ramp, a decentralized one because we are fully launching, right? A decentralized one on Chrome where our users can, you know, you know, get on board into crypto. I mean, the, the banks are not our friends. We all know that, right? And there's nothing we can do about that, right? But what we would do on our own part is just to make sure the experience of our users getting into crypto is as seamless as possible, right? And for us, that means bringing, you know, bringing our own P2P on ramp on Chrome so people can easily, you know, get into crypto on Chrome. And that's it. Okay. Okay. Solid. Um, what I'll do is I'll try to reach out to your team um, because it's something that we have actually, we're actually launching a solution in the next couple of days to try to tackle the ramp up from stuff. And um, it's really interesting to see what you guys have come up with and to see ways that, you know, we can all collaborate because really we're all in this space and it's important that while we're building these uh, solutions, you know, it's a bit, you know, collaborative to ensure that the whole ecosystem takes advantage of it. So solid one. I'm glad that you guys are working on something and um, we'll take it from there. Thank you. Awesome. Well, uh, I don't think there's anything else to add and we don't have any new uh, person who wants to ask the question. I think that's like a perfect place to call it a night. So thank you very much, Oye, for joining us to to speak about the team and tell us about it, the products you're building and all of these exciting things you're still going to ship in the future. And also, it's been nice talking to Suleiman and great, great. I mean, I mean, thank, thank you for having us. Um, I mean, <laughs> I mean, this, this, I mean, the experience hearing from you guys I and mean, hearing what you think about the product that we are building gives us enough confidence to know uh, how to position ourselves and how to know exactly what we are building and evaluate where we are. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Groovy. It's um, it's 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 been wonderful being here and seeing what you've been doing for this space and the entire crypto space, and most especially the Nigerian space. It's it's been wonderful, and we thank you for that. It's it's amazing to actually have been here, and we hope everybody here is able to monetize this time onward. Yeah, definitely. Thank you very much for that, and I'll definitely refer more people to try to to use the project and see how it goes. I mean, they can easily download the app and see how, how it works. So thank you very much. If you missed any part of the conversation, you can always play play back on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, um, and other streaming services like both local and international streaming services to be available on Saturday. So with that being said, it's time to call it a night. Thank you, everybody, who've joined, and thank you for listening. And stay well until next time. Good night.